0: Hi friends, I'm Jeffrika, and I'm Amaris, and we're the host of the Stories We Tell podcast. We created this podcast as an avenue to illustrate the stories that shape our lives, the struggles, the triumph, and the in-between.
1: We're going to be talking about topics like relationships, life transitions, and current culture. Thanks for joining the conversation.
0: Welcome back to the podcast, guys. It's Amaris. Hola.
1: And Jeffrica. Hey, guys.
0: Jeffrika. Jeffrika. Africa.
1: Africa. Africa. Um,
0: it is ten thirty eight p.m. <laughs> on a Sunday night, and we just couldn't let another week go by without doing an episode. So here we Could are. Could not, Jeffrica? The Lord is moving. I don't even. I don't even know where to start. I we told you guys last week that we like <laughs> to talk about things that are fresh and real and happening. Yeah. In the moment, so that's what we're gonna do tonight. Um. Today, we're talking about the story of obedience.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. That has been the theme mm. interwoven yeah. throughout the last year, for sure. What were you going to say?
0: I was going to say, and Jeffrika's going to tell us all about it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just Mm -hmm. made this up two minutes ago here we are but Uh like there's so much amorous i um i guess i'll start with i really want to start with my study this morning because i am in priscilla's uh bible study on jonah and underneath jonah it says navigating a life interrupted and this particular Bible study has been uh, very relevant for current life and situations and conditions um, today. I just feel there's, I just feel there's so much in my heart and in my mind that I want to say that so many thoughts are running together, so it's hard to articulate. But what I really want to look at this, I've never, and since I've been doing the study, I've never had so many notes so many highlights, so much clarity, like things were leaping off the pages at me today, like just everywhere, just Mm -hmm. writing and notes. And my Bible looks the exact same way because there's so much being spoken that I understood and interpreted and so much clarity today. And the story that really got me excited, I don't think I've read about this story in detail before like I did today. So today's lesson was about um, the title of it was Making Goods or Making Amends and The main character that she was speaking about in this session was Saul. And she was talking about how in 1 Samuel 15, when Saul was rejected as king, um, how his one little act of disobedience cost him the entire kingdom. And so in the story in the beginning, Samuel had came to Saul and Samuel told Saul what the Lord said that he was supposed to kill all the, I can't even say the word, the A word, Amalekites. That's what we'll go with. He's supposed to kill the Amalekites, kill the women, kill the sheep, kill the goats, just everything that came from them. He was supposed to destroy it all because of how they treated um, God's people. And like, that was Saul's instructions. That was the mission. That's what God told him to do. <laughs> this is so, it was so funny to me. Like, I was laughing as I was reading this because like, I could see everything happening so vividly playing out. And so it says Saul, um, Samuel went and told Saul his mission, his instructions. Saul's like, okay, got it. So he went out, got his team together and they went to war and Saul struck down the Amalekites and like, all it, it lists everything that he killed and all the different things that he killed but then in the end it said except he spared Agag and the best of the sheeps and the best of the goats and the best of the rams because he wanted to offer a sacrifice to the Lord so like he did all these things he he, um, <laughs> he partially obeyed what God told him to do listen to this it gets so much better it's so funny at the end and so after he done that the Lord told Samuel that Saul didn't obey him completely so like The Lord woke Samuel up and Samuel was wrestling all night long. He cried out and he was so sad. And so the next day, Samuel got up and went to confront Saul and was like, hey, Saul, what's going on? Um, He went to look for them, but someone told him that Saul wasn't here. He's actually out creating a monument for himself to celebrate his win and his victory and all these things. (laughs) And when Samuel finally reaches Saul, Samuel goes, uh, or Saul says, may the Lord bless you, for I have carried out the Lord's instructions. He's just proud, just happy. Like, I did it. I carried out the Lord's instructions. Samuel goes, but wait a minute. Why do I hear sheep? And what's this sound of cattle? <laughs> it's so funny. Why do I hear all this stuff? Saul's like, well, the troops brought those back and spared the best sheep and goats in order for us to make a so- sacrifice to the Lord. But that ain't what the Lord told you to do. And then Samuel goes, stop, let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. And then he goes through telling everything about how God told him that um, the Lord anointed him as king over Israel and he sent him on the mission, but he completely did not do everything the Lord told him to do. Um, so essentially in the end, Saul keeps saying, but I did, you know, what God told me to do. I did the Lord's mission, but i but I obeyed the Lord's what he literally said next. And then Samuel goes. Does the Lord take pleasure in offerings and sacrifices as much as He does in obeying the Lord? And so, in Saul's eyes, what he did was good. Like he's trying to do a good thing, he's trying to offer a sacrifice to God. And Samuel's like, I hear what you're saying, but that's not what God told you to do. Like what you're trying to do is not the instructions that you were given. And Saul continues to say, "But I did, you know, what God instructed me to do." And then when Saul, Samuel explained that part to him. Saul was like, okay, I have sinned and I've transgressed against the Lord. Um, I this is literally what he said, and something that I underlined. He said, Because I was afraid of the old people, I obeyed them. Said I obeyed the people over God because of my fear of the people. It's like, oh my God. One little act, one small act cost you everything because of your fear of people and what they would say. And so <clears throat> just in the lesson today. Um, A lot of things that I wrote down was having to do with obedience and sacrifice. And, and Priscilla was saying in this study, particularly how a lot of times we think that because we do the majority of what God asks us to do, that it's pleasing his sight. When God literally called what Saul did evil, he said his disobedience was evil to God. And even though he partially obeyed and he did some of it, he didn't complete the full task and what he told him to do. And so it cost him his whole kingdom. Um, and a lot of the the notes that I took and took away from the story was how we always try to or sometimes try to interpret what we think that God meant when he said what he said. Um, Priscilla gave an excellent story of this yesterday. I uh, went to see her in Fort Lauderdale. And like, that's why there's just so much in my heart and mind right now because of what she shared there. But there's one story she said yesterday, she was telling the story about her and her husband and her kids and her assistant, they were going on the trip and they were at the airport and her assistant's name was Katie. And so Katie had somehow gotten behind at security. Jerry, Priscilla's husband told Katie like, hey, meet us at uh, gate 22A. Be sure to meet us there, we'll wait on you. Um, they actually started boarding the plane. Priscilla and her family boarded the plane. Katie still wasn't there. Like, they were looking for her. They couldn't find her. They didn't know where she was at. They were getting ready to close the door to the plane. Here comes Katie running down the, um, the aisle, trying to get in the plane and get in the door. And she's, like, huffing and puffing. She finds her seat. She sits down. And Jerry and Priscilla looks over to Katie and was like, what happened? Like, where have you been? We've been waiting. It was over, like, 30 or 45 minutes at this point. We've been waiting on you. And Katie goes, I know you said, you know, to meet me at gate uh, 22A, she was like, I thought you meant to say A22. So like, I went to another terminal to find A22. And like, it was all the way on the other side of the airport. And Jerry, like, it, for pretty said, Jerry started laughing and he was like, oh, so if you had just believed exactly what I told you, then you wouldn't have wasted so much energy, time, effort, um, trying to, you know, go somewhere else and go down a different path. And a whole moral of the story was like, believe what God said. Like, don't try to lean to your own understanding and try to interpret what you think he meant or what this is supposed to say or what this is supposed to do because it costs you so much more in the end. Just take him at his word and what he said is what he meant. And if he didn't say that, then that's not what he meant for you to do. Um, So many thoughts. Anything you you like to add to that? I see you. I see you going. I'm, going.
0: <laughs> I'm just receiving, um. honestly. I'm like, yeah. It, um, obviously, that's a familiar passage to me, but it's mm. just nice when you're hearing it. I guess, you know, sometimes you read it for yourself and then you hear it and it's like a totally different experience. Mm-hmm. So it's just confirming words for me. Mm. Um, but yeah, feel free to continue to share.
1: The so, one... Um... And then later on, I want to go back because I haven't like gotten
0: what happened before this with
1: Saul and all that. Um, but this just happened tonight. I went back and read it again tonight. And it said, um, when the Lord uh, said to Samuel, how long are you going to mourn for Saul? When I read that, I was like it wasn't the same type of mourning as you do like in the death of someone. Like in my mind, I'm thinking it it wasn't that, it wasn't that kind of of mourn. So what did he mean by that? And I said, I think Saul, I think Samuel mourned the fact that something so simple like obedience cost Saul the entire kingdom. Like it was something that was preventable. Like if had you done this one thing, this is what could have happened for you, but you didn't. And it cost you everything. And I felt like he was mourning what could have been had he just simply obeyed and listened and acted in that moment um and i think sometimes i wonder if like the lord mourns our decisions and the things that we don't do and the things that we put ourselves through because of our own decisions and because of our own you know will and you know not wanting to to yield to what god is telling us to do and the causes sometimes a lot more heartache or a lot more time or a lot more effort than it may necessarily need to because we won't submit to God's will.
0: Yeah, I think um, specifically as you're talking about this, another prime example of that is Moses and him him not being able to enter the promised land because God said to speak to the rock, but instead he decided to strike the rock <laughs> out of anger and out of whatever. And it's like a lot of times, a lot of times, like if, you know, Samuel, he probably felt the same way. Like sometimes I read that and I'm like, that is so intense, Lord. Like he made a mistake. Yeah. He was still providing for the people. He was still trying to do whatever. And yeah. then, like, that cost him his what? Like the whole thing, you know? Yeah. And I mean... God is sovereign so Mm -hmm. not trying to question him here but I do like I'm like help me understand and I guess the the thing that I keep coming back to is that you never know what he wants to do with your obedience you know like you never know who needs to see your obedience Mm. what that does for you you know all the different Mm. things um and I remember someone simply saying like partial partial obedience, delayed obedience, both of those things, disobedience. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. It's not, Mm -hmm. you can't qualify, oh, I was like somewhat obedient. No, no, (laughs) you were disobedient. You didn't fulfill exactly what the Lord told you to do. Mm. Um, Obviously there's grace in that, but how much more fruit is on the side of just doing what the Lord said to do?
1: Complete, complete obedience. Complete. And why we why is that so difficult for us to do? Like a lot of times it feels like it's so much easier for us to ask for forgiveness on the back end than to like get God's approval beforehand of like, but that's Mm -hmm. not why grace is there for us to continue to do what we want to do and ask for forgiveness. Like eventually God wants us to get to a place of maturity where we ask him first before we act and make decisions. So we don't have to keep backtracking and keep having those same prayers of Lord, if you get me through this one, I promise I won't, we want to mature. We want to get past those prayers yeah. with him. And and that ultimately is the goal is for him to, to help us grow and mature and develop and uh, to get to know him more and deeper in our faith and in our walk with God. Um, one thing, this could go back to what we've spoken about previously, too. But one thing I wrote down here is that good isn't always God. So sometimes what we're doing, Ooh. it may not be negative. It may not be bad. It, mm-hmm. may, it may not even be sin. It could be something that's good. But is it God? Did God tell you to do that? Is that his perfect will for you? Is that you know
0: Yeah.
1: And a lot of, a lot of times it can come off as things that can be really subtle and it may be hard to discern, you know, if it's good or if it's God and we won't really know that unless we have that connection and intimacy with him to know how he's leading, to know how he's instructed us, instructing us and where he's yeah. telling us to go.
0: Do you have any um examples that you'd like to share of obedience or disobedience oh do i (laughs) oh do i how that's (laughs) shaped your life or season or whatever
1: yeah yeah um absolutely current season current season that's coming to the end thank you lord um But I mentioned this on another episode when I was talking about my whole preparation and move to Mexico and what I was doing and how God brought that to a halt and how in the moment I knew that it was clearly God. I knew I was not supposed to go. I knew that I heard from him and I knew um, that I didn't want to be any place that he didn't tell me to be. And so for the last, I guess, maybe eight, nine months now. I've been here, I've been in Florida, I've been on this assignment because he's told me to stay here and to be here and to do this. And it wasn't until literally last week, actually last Tuesday, that I received God's release from me in this season, in this assignment and where I am now. And there's so much confirmation that that came from that and how that happened. Um, And I think that I think because I know the voice of God now, because we have history, because I've learned, because I've, you know, have listened and walked with him, that when he does speak and tells me things, he he usually does it in a way that's reaffirming to me that I can't explain away as coincidence, that I can't say it was happenstance or anything else whenever he does speak. Um, And so this week, uh, it happened where God's like, okay, we can move on to the next, and the reason that I know it was him, he did it in a very funny way because I had said, I actually said this to you, Amherst, of like, if this ever happens, I know my season is up. <laughs> and I said it being funny, like it was a joke. And it's so ironic that that exact thing happened. And like, I, it happened. And I looked and I was like, yep, yeah, my season's up here. I already know it. And then like later on in the week, he started confirming his word. Like he started sending signs and he started... Um, orchestrating past and like just the whole other episode I could do talking about what happened yesterday at the conference like but so much happened yesterday um, spiritually that I can not not believe that that's God and not know that he released me so all that saying like staying here has been an act of obedience and it's been difficult it hasn't been obedience is not always something that's pretty and rainbow and unicorns all the time. Sometimes, most of the time, it could be things that you may not necessarily desire Mm -hmm. to do, but you know that's where you're supposed to be. And this was actually my first Mm -hmm. experience. I know you've experienced this too, but this was actually my first experience of being in a place that the circumstances weren't ideal, but I couldn't leave because God didn't release me. And I never knew what that felt like. I never really knew what that meant when you were walking through that until I've lived through it um, these last few months of knowing, like, if I make any decision outside of this, it yeah. won't prosper because that's not what God has told me mm-hmm. to do. And the moment that he gave me my release, I was able to start looking for things. I was able to start moving forward in peace in like complete peace, knowing that yeah. God is with me and he's orchestrating that because he divinely told me and spoke to me himself. Um and there's so much more i know i'll be able to share on that on the back end but literally just walking through that right now very fresh very new and seeing i can't even tell you the reasons behind why this season was necessary right now (laughs) because a lot of it's foggy and a lot of emotions are there and i know you know i'll be able to come back and share later what that looks like but that has been my current act of obedience to god um
0: yeah
1: one more thing that I will share from Priscilla. I have this all highlighted in my book here. Um, It says, do you see that offering sacrifices was easier for King Saul than willing obedience to obey? He had to deny his own desires and yield to God. Denying the flesh will always require effort. Likewise, for us, it is far easier to repent later than to initially submit. Obedience necessitates self-denial. Subjecting our will to the Lord's is often more difficult than kneeling at the altar and asking for his mercy. He is willing to extend mercy, but his heart is glad and his name is glorified when his people desire to obey him in the first place. Knowing the endless kindness of our God should not only catapult us to our knees to experience it, but to our feet to walk it out, um, a lifestyle of obedience that prioritizes submission to His will over all else. And as I was just reading that, it reminded me of something Priscilla said yesterday at our conference that I share with you: is that God doesn't speak to be heard; He speaks to be obeyed. Period. And and it's just everything that I've been reading and studying and learning from her specifically. It's all tied to obedience like so much in life and in our decisions and in our faith and in our relationship with God he ultimately wants he wants us to want what he wants us to want like he wants our desires to be also his desires and he wants us to be able to trust him at his word to take him at his word and to yeah to do what he asks us to do it, it's it's really such a simple concept we overcomplicate everything as humans like just mm-hmm. everything has to be more difficult um for some reason myself included but many of the things that he asked us to do is is so simplistic there's so much um simplicity is found in God and his orders simplicity though is not always easy
0: no what would you I always like to you know give some practical handles. So what do you say to someone who's in a season where God's asked them to do something and they're really struggling to be obedient to that, whether because it's difficult or they don't want to, or it's whatever it is. What's your, what's your advice?
1: Hmm. At this point, I am personally, I'm more afraid of what would happen if I don't obey God like I'm more willing to go through the discomfort, to go through the disease, to place myself in uncomfortable positions than to be on the other side and always have to wonder what if or what could have happened had I obeyed God? What could I have prevented myself from going through? What heartbreak, what stress, what frustrations could I have prevented? had I only listened to God because at the end of the day, I'm not God. I don't know everything and I have to trust and know that he knows Mm -hmm. what he's doing. He knows what's best for me and what he said is true. Um, And so a lot of times I feel like I'm not as patient with people as I need to be because I'm like, just do it. Like sometimes it's it's as simple as understanding that it's not going to always be easy and it's not going to always be comfortable. Some things you just have to grind it out and do it. Um, and with a good heart, like, yes, you'll be praying and crying in the process of, Lord, please help me to do this with the right attitude above all else. It's really important how you do things too, but sometimes you just have to, to, to bear it out and to trust that God always knows what's best. Um, and now, because I know that I listened to him and I, you know, followed his instructions in this season... I am beyond excited to see what's around the corner, what's around the bend, because hes I literally see him orchestrating every footstep. And so I can be excited to want to know what's coming next and what he has planned for me in the future. Um, above all else, just do it. That's all I got, <laughs> just, well, I, just do it.
0: I, feel, I know, I feel like you have, um, I have watched you, in this season of being obedient and being on assignment and it has been very encouraging. And as a friend, I just want to tell you that I'm proud of you and Mm. that it has been inspiration for me. So I think that you you have an anointing on your life right now that I would like, again, us to end in prayer with you Mm. praying over people who may be in a similar season.
1: Mm. Mm. For sure. Um, Thank you, Lord, so much for another opportunity to just sit with you, commune with you, to get to know you, God, to get to study your word. Um, God, thank you for giving us the boldness and courage and endurance to do hard things. God, thank you for being the God that never leaves us, um, for being a very present help in times of trouble. God, I thank you that um we're never too far from you where your grace and your love cannot be extended to us god to save us So well, thank you for your grace thank you for your mercy and also thank you for loving us enough not to leave us where we are god i pray as we continue to grow in our faith to grow in our journeys god that you will help to develop those parts of us in our spirits that aren't as strong um, parts of us that need to be strengthened and worked out god i pray that you'll um, just continue to develop areas in us that doesn't necessarily reflect who you are or reflect your character, God. Because above all else, we want to be the best representatives of you that we can be, God. So if there's any parts of us in our hearts that doesn't represent you well, change it. Change it and give us the strength to endure those changes and the assignments and the tasks that will require um, to go through for change to happen. God, I thank you for your love, your mercy. And thank you for your presence in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.
1: Bye.